Your word is already blessed, Lord, but to ask the speaking of it, the exercise of it, the receiving of it. We need help that we might not just let it pass. We don't want to sit here today and miss what you're saying. So we ask you to lift us a little higher, make us a bit more sensitive, open our ears and understanding, because only you know what's ahead. This is the day that we want to work and be pleasing to the Lord. So bless us to hear the word. Give us ears to hear. We give you praise in Jesus' name. I don't know why I'm so concerned, but I haven't seen Pastor Koyan. Is he around here somewhere? Tell him I miss him. In those days came John the Baptist. Now, this is the only place in the Bible you'll hear him called a Baptist. Because he really was a baptizer. And the Baptist church didn't come into existence for very many, many years after John. So I don't know, I don't think John was a Baptist. But he baptized. And that doesn't pour any cold water on your being Baptist. It just means that you got to be more than just a Baptist. Be proud of your Baptist denominations, doctrines. That's cool. But that's not enough to save you. There's something beyond being a name or a shingle over the door on the desk. You have to realize that being a Christian is what we're called to be. And baptism is just one of those elements we have to exercise along the way to become a Christian. So when we're talking about baptism today, we want to give you a couple of definitions that I hope you will understand clearly because you have an invitation from the Almighty God to become a member of the kingdom of God. I spoke yesterday down at the memorial service, and one of the questions I asked is that, have you ever (laughs) felt bad because you didn't get invited to a party or to an event that you thought you should be there? So, if you have ever had the experience of not being invited, Jesus has a special invitation. So, in paraphrasing, what I want to say is that if you believe and is baptized, you can be saved. I think that's the price is right. Don't you think so? I believe the price is right. He that believes and is baptized, shall be saved. Now, I want to say something that is so vitally important. But let me read a little of the scripture before I say that. 
In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord and make his path straight. And the same John and his raiment of camel's hair, a leather girdle about his loins, and what he ate, what he ate was locusts and wild honey. That was his diet. And then he, then he went, then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea. That, 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 that has always intrigued me to hear this portion Verse 5, then went out to him, Jerusalem and all Judea, and all the region round about Jordan, and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, He said to them, O generation of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring some fruit sufficient to show that you have repented. Small's translation. And don't think that, say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. For I say to you, God is able to raise these stones to be children of Abraham. That's a great God. Makes souls out of stones. But he can do that. But what he was saying is that I want you to get so big-headed because of your ancestry that you think you got it made because of where you belong. That, that, that speaks to some of us in ways that I want you to really think about it. Because some of us raised in good homes, good parents, praying people, and we feel pretty good about our environment at home. But there is something that must be done in addition to that. The work of the church, the basic work of the church, is to believe. I just said something, and this side might have missed it. (laughs) He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. The work of the church is to believe. The greatest thing you can do on a daily basis, train yourself to believe God. It's not automatic. Just because you're in a good environment, it helps. But you got to practice 
believe in God. Believing God means you trust Him although you don't see your way through. So believing is something you have to practice if you want to be saved. John had a very special message and a time for his coming to portray to the people it's time to make a change. That's why I'm here. And I don't know why he started out in the wilderness. But that's where he started because God designated. John, you are a wilderness preacher. Go ahead right where you are and make your appeal. I tell you that, wherever you are, if you are a child of God, you ought to preach from right there. (laughs) There are some good preachers in San Quentin. You have to learn to preach from where you are. You see, some folk get the idea that I'm not all to preach. God told all of us, go share. Don't let folk tell you that because of your gender, you can't preach. Don't let folk tell you because of your age, you can't preach. If you got anything in the world to say to anybody... Do it in the name of Jesus. Come on now. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. There are a lot of folk don't believe when things are not pleasant. Somebody told me one day anybody can be a sailor when the water is calm. There ain't no storms. Anybody can call themselves a sailor <laughs> when you don't have to look at the water coming in the boat. I'll be through in a little bit now. I just I know I know I know my limitation, but I want to say if you be baptized and believe God, you should say. But John added one more component. He said to them, repent. Now, some of us have a problem with that. You you don't hear that spoken too much down around Long's Drugs and Safeway Store. You don't hear folk out there hollering, repent. You don't don't hear that. You you usually won't get that. But, But what it really means is you need to change your way of thinking. So you have to find a way to tell folk and let folk know that if you're not going the way they think you ought to, it's because you've had a way of changing your way of thinking. I don't think like I used to. Some of y'all looking at me kind of funny. Where is it going with that? If you believe and is baptized. Let me say something that I think is vitally important. If you miss becoming a part of the kingdom, 
by repenting, you're going to miss heaven. Um, did, did I say something that made sense to you? Repentance is not an ugly word. Sometimes it's just the way we think. And some of the time we are in the way we are trained, the way we train ourselves to think. And, and I wish I had time to talk about how you can help yourself to think appropriately. I'm just going to say this. I tell you what, if you study and read the Word of God, it will help you to think like God thinks. So your thinking needs to be helped and modified and changed. But you've got to have a way of thinking that when you're confronted with things you're not familiar with, you don't have to panic because God has a way of bringing you to see the reason for what you're doing. Repentance is a very simple and a very economic way of getting to be a part of the kingdom. Now that's why John preached. He said, if y'all don't repent, the water ain't going to do you no good. <laughs> Got to come before you get wet. Because I want to I want to talk a little bit about what's supposed to happen once you go in the water. So John's action portrayed to the people the time has come for us to change our way of thinking so because the kingdom is at hand now then john was the perhaps the last of the old testament prophets or he was either that or he was the first of the new but he was the man in between Letting folk know, if you don't change, you'll be left behind. Now, I don't care how good you feel about things now. It may be going well. But if it comes time to change, you need to be able to do that. Now, we need to train ourselves to accept training. Or accept change, excuse me. See, because change is not something the flesh likes. Flesh don't like change. Y'all, y'all still with me? Yeah, we, 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 we like our rut. We like to get in that rut. And don't bother me about my rut. That, that, that's the way some folk are. They, they love the way. They, then they sit around and say, that's just me. Well, that's just why you need to change. Because it's just you. we got to get to the place where our actions represents Jesus Christ. we got to act like Him. Walk like Him. Look like Him. Talk like Him. That's what the world needs to see. You shall be my witness. Y'all excuse my noise. got nothing to do with the preaching. You've got to find out you've got to change. And you've got to be willing to change. And it's only believers who feel like they need to change. There were some folk who came down to the baptism. 
I'm strutting down there with the phylacteries all wide, bells ringing on their garments. Probably had the big, thick Bible under the arm. Coming to the baptism. John looked up at him and saw him coming. He said, hey! Who warned you? See, that's why, that's what makes it so intriguing when I look at verse 5. It said, then went out to him all Jerusalem and Judea. There were some folk God could remind and warn. Tell them, say, look, it's unusual, hasn't been done before, but there's a fellow down there in the wilderness. Go down and see him. And they heard the call of God. Went out to the wilderness. A thing that was very unusual. And when they went out there, the Bible said they repented and were baptized. They were people God was able to move. And some of them, I'm sure, couldn't even have a place in the temple. But they were able to get into the kingdom. Got baptized. And whenever they look up and say, oh, those are some of our folk. We better go down there and, <laughs> and uh, either join this thing or something because our people are walking away. John said, why, why are you coming down here? We're just smart, sir. Why are you coming out here with all that knowledge? And he said, I ain't going to baptize you unless you show some evidence that you've had a change of mind. I ain't baptizing you. Call them vipers. Slick folk. Know how to duck the questions. Got their own answers. You try to talk to them about the kingdom. They got another side of the issue. <laughs> John said, I know you. Ain't going to baptize you. Ain't going to get in here unless you show me some evidence. You have repented. You generation of vipers. Nah, that's playing the dozen. Talking about my mama, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Talking about, talking about whatever environment you came out of and you copped it, that idea. And this is what you're trying to bring to the game. I'm telling you now, you're a generation of crooks. You've been doing it for a long time. You killed the prophets. And you deny Jesus, you ain't ready because you didn't repent. You didn't have a mind change. Look at you this morning now. I want you to help ask God to help you to have the kind of mindset that as the situation change, you can change. Because God is moving us to a new era. He wants to see a new thing. 
Because he's doing a new thing. And you got to think like new folk. You can't think the old way. Bragging about how long you've been in it. This is a daily operation. Amen. You got to be right every day. Lord, help me. I'll get out of this in a moment. I'll be out of you through. I just, I just, I thank you all for listening. I really do. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. And I told you, the work of the church is the art of believing. You've got to learn how to believe God. You've got to believe God when you can't see your way. You've got to believe him when you can't feel him. <laughs> you, you, you can learn because you get to know God. When you study his word and get in here, you'll know God doesn't always come when you think he ought to come. He's not on the scene as you think he ought to be. But he's there. He never been late. You learn, I heard him say, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Mount up with wings like eagles. Run and not be, and walk and won't faint. Because they believe God. Trust God. I believe God. I wish I had time to tell you that God taught me how to believe. And he blessed me for it. Bless my family. Bless my children. I got some awesome young ones. Because God taught me how to believe him. So I went on out there and got me a job. Got a mail sack on my back and walked around through the community and preached the gospel with a mail sack on my back. Because <laughs> I believed God. And a time came when the church's income didn't look good. And at that very same time, God said to me, you get, it's time to quit. I brought my little philosophy up. Hey, Lord. Um, only got another three years and I'll have 20 in. Can't you help me to stay for 20? See, I've always had this idea I needed to help God. Make me secure. And he, and he had to get me out of that idea. I can help you without your help. You just believe. <laughs> I remember when I started school, right after I got off a wet pillow, I cried myself crazy almost. He finally, finally I said, okay, God. What do you want? I said, get up and go to school. And, and that night, after days of crying and weeping, because they told me I couldn't go back in the Air Force, I said, I, I want to go, and I want to go back home, and I got a house waiting for me back in Washington, D.C., and I, I got a job in the, in, on the base down there. I can make some rank. I can drive a new car across the country. God said, oh, I want you here in Marin City. Mud puddles and lights out and furnace not working. 
But one night, one night, getting off of a wet pillow, I said, okay. I didn't say it nicely. God said, okay, now get up and go to school. I said, oh. But when I, when I said, okay, the burdens lifted. The crying dried up. The way became brighter. My faith lit up. Hey, I could trust him. I began to believe God. Got up and went to San Francisco just like I knew where I was going. While I'm walking, he's directing me. While I'm seeking, he's guiding. <laughs> Finally, when I got over there, not only did I need to get my high school diploma, I looked around because I had they trained me in the army in the military to bake. I'd been a, a been a, a tremendous baker. I had all the theory. I, I had done a test and I did ninety eight percent on that test. I mean, they were amazed that I knew all of that theory, and so I decided, well, uh, since God is going to help me here, I'm going to help Him <laughs> to take care of me. So I'm going to go down here to the school and I'm going to sign up for baking, the extension baking course, so I can have decorations and all that stuff on my little resume. I'm I'm going to help God work it out. So I went down to the school, signed up, went into the school baking department. Had the meanest baker. The man who was in charge didn't think nothing of the stuff I thought I knew. Uh, y'all, I got, I have to, I'm all right, right? I finished that course that year, and when I ended it, that very same man gave me the best grade I ever had. Because I had been so up and down. I'd get ready to cuss him out. <laughs> and then I, that, that was just what I felt. I didn't do it. <laughs> then I went, I'd go back and apologize for just the way I felt about it. All the time, God is training me. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he'll exalt you in due time. I got out of that baking school and hadn't been back in a bake shop since. 1956. Only baking I ever did is when I tried to bake some cornbread at home. I'll get back to baptism. I'm just right now trying to help us to understand. When you don't see, I, so 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 I, I'm out here on the mail route, and I got about um, 17 years. I got four years in the military. Now I got 13 years in as a as a postman, and I'm saying I'm trying to get to the place where I'll have some retirement. You see, and the Lord said to me, "Quit." I said to him, "I don't want to quit now." And he said, uh, quit. Second time. And I remember coming down Casno Avenue in Sausalito. And my heart said, ploop, 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 did something. And then the Lord said, quit. I heard him that time. 
I walked into the office and told the boss, said, boss, I got to leave. Guess what? All of my, my brethren that were working with me, they saw it in me and said, look, we are glad you got sense enough to go where the Lord wants you to go. That's what my workers told me. And I'm crying. Because this church ain't got much money. The offering don't look too good. I got a family to feed. And now you're going to send me out here, Lord, with nothing. But I'm going to trust you. Amen. I ain't had a hungry day since. I can write, I can write a ten dollar check and it won't bounce. Cause God took care of me. I can ride just as comfortably as you can. I can go in the closet and come out looking pretty good. God take care of me cause I believe Him. You gotta learn to trust him. He'll brought, and God is a paymaster. He'll pay you for the things you trust him for. Now, let me hurry. I got, I got to get you talk about this baptism. Got to close this thing out. So when you talk about baptism, <laughs> when you talk about baptism, it means to be to go. There, there are a couple of terms I want you to get for Israel. Coming out of Egypt, they were baptized at the Red Sea. That meant they went through. So baptism has this connotation. It means either to go under, go through, to dip, or to immerse. Now there may be some other definitions. Because what God wants you to know is when you get baptized, you're baptized out of something and into something. See, they had to get baptized out of Egypt into the wilderness. God didn't finish that. He had another baptism. Baptism getting them out of the wilderness into Canaan. And at the very time they got ready to leave the wilderness, the banks of Jordan were overflowing its banks. It didn't look like the right time. But God said, Joshua, it's time to move. And the Bible said they got together and started marching toward an overflowing bank. But as soon as the priest's feet touched the water, it backed up, led Israel through. And they went through on dry ground. Now, anybody else would have thought there ought to have been a little mud in there. But when God backed it up, he dried the ground. Because the folk who were coming were believers. Did y'all get me? I wish I had time to talk about it. See, but, but right now, you are destined to be baptized. I want you to know you're going under. The final, final note is, Jesus gave us the greatest example. He went down to John and said, John, baptize me. 
John discovered who he was and said, I ain't fit to baptize you. You should be baptizing me. He said, John, the record, it behooves us. Carry out what God has ordained. That's Small's interpretation again. My translation. Let's do the right thing. <laughs> Amen. You baptize him. Oh, John said, all right, come on down here. And he baptized him. And as Jesus came up out of the water. That's why, that's why I think uh, the Methodist church need to come back and talk to some of us Baptist folk. Because sprinkling <laughs> might have been all right for the ashes of the burnt offerings. You could sprinkle that. Or a little of the blood of the, but, but, but God wants you to be immersed. Now when you go down in the water, ain't nothing down here that's going to make you clean. It's your faith. Baptism is just a symbol. And he's, he's having you to get baptized because he wants you to identify with him. He died. He went down. He came up. That's what he wants you to do. Because your baptism is a testimony to folk all around you. I'm leaving back here and I'm going over here. I had a change of mind. Y'all get me? Get baptized out of something and into something that's better. Huh? This is a new way of life. So when you follow Jesus in baptism, it means that you go down like he went down in the grave. And you rise like he rose from the dead. That's the testimony you are giving to the dying world. That I'm with him now. And I'm not the same. Brother, when you get baptized, walk right. Not heels in the path and toes in the grass. Walk right. <laughs> can, can I, let me think. I, got that, I could better close here. I better close. In something, out of something. <clears throat> A couple of scriptures I'm going to read and I'm going to close. Am I all right time-wise, brethren? Y'all help me now. Mark 1.8, Matthew, Mark 1.8. Some of y'all are better than I am at this. Mark 1.8. You saw that? Open your Bible every once in a while and read it. <laughs> Here's what he said. I indeed baptize you with water. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. What did he say? I'm, that's what I'm doing now. You shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Don't forget that. This water baptism initiates you in. So you'll be prepared for the next baptism. Which is a baptism in the Holy Spirit. Don't have to look funny. Don't have to feel that this is just, that's a part 
of your inheritance. God wants you to have his spirit baptized in his spirit. Spirit working on you, working in you, working through you, working with the Holy Spirit. That's what you got. You see, he, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. You got to learn the art of how to be sensitive and obedient and cooperative with the Holy Ghost. That's what you're going to rise to. Rise looking for your next baptism in the Holy Spirit. If you have a question about what I said, raise it. If you're all right with it, say amen. Amen. Brethren, I want to ask those of you that have not received the kingdom. You're still bouncing around outside. You have not yet made Jesus your Lord and Savior. You've been doing your thing. This is your greatest opportunity. You'll never have a better opportunity than right now to say to Jesus in a simple form, I want to be a part of the kingdom of God. Let me tell you how simple it is. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. What do you want to believe? I believe that Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice God made that pays for my salvation. And if I accept him, then I don't have to die. I can live forever. Jesus is putting that to you and saying, can you accept that? How many in here this morning received Jesus Christ as your Lord, your Savior, your sacrifice? I want to see the hands of those who say, Jesus is my Lord, my Savior, my God. I want him to be my judge and my lawyer in the courtroom. Put your hands up. Put your hand up and wave it around. You ought to be proud of the opportunity. Is there anybody here? Put it down now. Anybody here who couldn't raise your hand? Could not raise your hand. You know you need the Savior. And you want to receive Jesus. Are you here? You want, young man, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior? Do you want him? It is not, nothing embarrassing about it. You don't have to ask mom or dad whether or not it's okay. Jesus loves you individually. You want him to be your Lord and Savior. You just put your hand up once more. All right, I hear you. I got you. Anybody else in here? You have not said yes. Young man, would you come right here and let me pray with you? Would you come let me pray with you? Come. Amen. Give me that. Jesus. Jesus loves you. 
And he wants to be your savior. And when you say to him, I want you to be my Lord. Listen, young man, you are child of God. You are not a cosmic accident. He planned your being here on earth, and he planned you for just this moment. Just say this with me, Lord Jesus. Say it with me if you can. Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Your walking up here has said a lot, and I want you to know I'm praying for your salvation. Just receive him. Say, I receive you, Lord. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And I thank you for what I told him to know. That's all right. It's okay with it's okay with those around you. Okay? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Frida.